Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Welcome on Live Conversations, episode 11. We are so glad to have you all on today. Do comment below. Let us know exactly where you are tuning in from, the town, city, the village, the state, wherever it is. Let us know where it is. And it's a joy to be with you tonight, interactive. So comment below and engage with the broadcast today. Well, great to be on tonight. Amen. Good to be back with you, as always. Hallelujah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. I feel like a guest today. I don't know why. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on. Thanks. We've had an amazing few days, haven't we? We have been with our staff, heads of departments and volunteers and workers of the church where we spent a whole day with them of training, games, fellowship, and we went out for some nice Turkish cuisine, which was very nice. No, it's lovely. It was really good, wasn't it? We had lots of fun. Yeah, it's so important to, um, I think one thing we always know and are grateful for is to know that without our teams, we wouldn't be able to do anything that we do, you know, whether that's in the evangelistic ministry, the church, although I practically see them all as one nowadays. Um, but without our teams, we wouldn't be doing anything that we mm. do. So I'm so, so grateful. There's a lot of factors, isn't it? But the teams are amazing. Oh, they play a very big part. Yeah. Uh, but they're great. We love them. And it's always good to show appreciation. But it's also good to constantly be, you know, personally pouring into them, mentoring them, guiding them. And obviously, you know, you've got different kind of aspects, isn't it? There's people who are very closely mentored by us. They're in close proximity a lot of the time. So they just, they get a lot more from us. And then there's some that aren't that close, but we still want to give that to them. So, you know, it's really good Absolutely. pouring in a lot of wisdom into them. Yeah, definitely. I find that the ones that serve are the ones that get favor. They get closer. Yeah. They develop a strong relationship with us because when they're serving... It's like... Well, they position themselves to be in a place that makes them close, isn't it? They position absolutely. themselves in favour. Hallelujah, absolutely. We see many of you tuned in from around the UK, around Europe, Africa, the Caribbean, Asia. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I will say do share this broadcast right now if you can. Like it, comment and share it. Let's reach as many people as possible with this broadcast tonight. In the name of Jesus. Well, today is one of those broadcasts where I feel like we're just going to get straight into it. Straight to the point. Hallelujah. Let's keep the main thing, the main thing tonight. And uh, let's get ready to get into the word of God. Now, I want to touch on something today. And it's something spiritual, yet biblical, yet practical, yet necessary for today and that is called spiritual warfare and there's a particular area I want to touch on today concerning spiritual warfare and it's specifically against a spirit and it's a spirit of fear. Mm. See what a lot of people need to understand is depression has a root. Anxiety has a root. Derision has a root. All these things that cause discord in one's life has a root. Mm. And many times that root 
is down to a demonic spirit. Mm. Now, not all the time. Sometimes it's a lack of discipline. Yeah. Sometimes it's a lack of just being immature. And wrong choices. And wrong choices. But a lot of the times, there is a demonic spirit at work. You know, as Christians, we are living in a war. A spiritual war. You know, if you were told that the moment you give your life to Jesus, everything's going to be rosy and happy and blessed 24-7, 365, then sorry, you were sold a lie. You know, when you enter into the kingdom, when you get born again, you have entered into a battleground. When you were in the world, the devil didn't need to bother you much. You were already in darkness. It's when you take one step in the light, as you get closer and closer to God... That's where all hell will break loose to try and pull you back. But we want to let you know today there's power in the blood of Christ. There's power in the cross of Calvary. There's a power in the victorious resurrection. And that is the victory that you rest upon, lean upon and depend on. The finished work of Calvary. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So even when we do engage in spiritual warfare, I must say this, we do it from a place of victory. Jesus defeated the devil. He actually humiliated the devil. He actually stripped the devil of all his power through the precious shedding of the blood of Christ and through the victorious resurrection. And now it's like those keys of dominion and authority have been handed into the hands of the church. What Adam lost in the Garden of Eden... Authority, power, dominion. It's like Adam handed that over to Satan and then we entered a fallen world. Mm. But the second Adam, and I like to call him the last Adam, Jesus Christ, came and through his sinless life, through his finished work at Calvary, through Christ being obedient and obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross... He victoriously crushed the devil and snatched those keys out of the hands of the enemy Mm. and now placed those keys into the hands of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's talking about the blood-washed church, Mm. the spirit-filled church, and the church that have their mind renewed to their identity in Christ. See, some people don't know their identity. Some people are free but they're not out. Mm. And there are many in the body of Christ that you're free, but you're not out. Can you imagine, you know, Moses leading the children of Israel out of Egypt, but then the Israelites getting into Israel and into the promised land, still living in slavery and bondage. It doesn't even make no sense. And there are Christians that have been set free They've been delivered, they've been healed, but they are still living in their mindset as if they are defeated, as if they are in bondage, and as if they are in defeatism. And the problem with that is, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the way you think will affect the way you are. It's so true, and... Sadly, and this does come down to lack of teaching because a lot of people don't know this, It w- when they operate like that. But it, it, it's sad because it does a discredit and a disservice to the great victory Jesus had at the cross through the death, burial and the life and the resurrection is that many Christians 
sadly are living and walking as if the resurrection never happened. Oh, Jesus. That's so then, powerful. And then what happens is it's like they're, they're, they're living as if they don't have this authority. They're well, living good. as if the Messiah didn't come. And this is why it's so important. You have to know teaching, biblical sound teaching and the word of God to know your inheritance because so many Christians, they live their life. But the reason why they even struggle in this topic you've mentioned, spiritual warfare, is because they don't know who they are in the spirit, but they don't know what's been provided for them. Wow, and that's, that's why good. I love what you said, that when we are warfaring, is we're warfaring from a new covenant perspective. Amen. We're not warfaring like the saints of old or the Old Testament prophets. You know, we warfare as new creation, new, co um, new covenant believers, as people, as you said, the blood-washed, redeemed church, those that have been sanctified, redeemed, and filled with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. We now, who are citizens of heaven, seated with Christ in heavenly places, we warfare from that place of being seated Absolutely. with Christ in victory towards the devil. We're not, it's not that e even level playing yeah, field. We warfare from a place of superiority. Amen. A lot of Christians don't like that word because they think it makes them sound obnoxious. But sorry, when it comes to the devil, yeah, we are superior. Like Come he on. is under our feet. Hallelujah. As Christians, we warfare in a superior standpoint from heaven's perspective towards the devil on the earth it's, it's always from that it's not from earth to earth yes we live on the earth but it's from our spiritual standpoint in heaven through the finished work of the cross through that victory and holding those keys jesus wow. didn't die just to give those keys to the church building he gave it to us the church the body of christ amen that's powerful you are not on an even playing field with the devil. You are not on an even playing field with the devil. You have been raised with Christ and made to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So when you pray towards that sickness, you're praying from a place of heaven towards that sickness. Amen. When you're casting out that devil, you are casting that devil out from heaven towards that devil. Are you listening to me? This will change the way you pray. It will change the way you talk. It will change the way you walk because you have finally realized who you are, where you are, what you carry, and when it happened. This is so powerful. This is your true identity in Christ Jesus. Not your true identity according to your graduation. Not your true identity according to your skin colour. Not your true identity according to your nationality. Not your true identity according to all the things you've done in your life. This, what we are talking about today, is the most important revelation really that you can have and it is your identity in Christ Jesus hallelujah and I think it's so important that this introduction to this message today is starting off in this way because it's not just about warring and fighting and praying and doing the stuff mm -hmm. Because the reason why people aren't seeing the results is because the foundation is off. Yeah. 
The foundation is Jesus. The foundation is the cross of Calvary. The foundation is the victorious resurrection. Now we are praying from that victory, mm. enforcing and releasing that victory. Come on, someone's catching this. I need you to catch this today. The resurrection is victorious and the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives on the inside of you. Come on. Resurrection life is on the inside of you. Dead raising power is on the inside of you. So the sickness that you're praying towards, it's not going to stand a chance. That demonic oppression attacking your loved ones, that thing has to go. There is power on the inside of the Christian and it's because of what Jesus Christ did through the death, the burial and the resurrection. See, today we want people to begin to pray from that position. Come on. It, I remember, and you know, this will probably relate to, I think, of probably a vast majority of our viewers, is I remember growing up in a Pentecostal church okay. and being like that. Like, you know, I do thank God for it because, you know, it was great and I'm not bashing at all. Um, and because I was taught on prayer, you know, mm. one thing about the church I came from is it was a church of prayer. But, there was that element of just like it, you, it was you pray loud and it, it, it's almost it becomes religious, but there was no kind of real foundation. I, I would go to all the prayer meetings, I would do stuff, but I wouldn't see a lot of like breakthrough, and 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 I wouldn't see other people receive breakthrough. So I'm not saying that the prayers didn't work, but I just feel like. We spent so much time in, you know, warfaring and breaking and binding and loosing. But then really, we weren't hitting the, 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 the um, what's the thing I'm trying to say? The, the, the target. The target, like the mm. nail on the head. Like we weren't quite cutting through. And then it makes me think of, you know, men and women of God. Men and women of God who are effective in their ministries, you know, you think of like people who are, you know, pioneers, they know how to warfare. Yeah. They're found, they have those biblical foundations of knowing about what it is to be a new covenant um, believer, what it is to yes. be, you know, praying from this place of victory. Because if you are someone who's in a healing ministry, you can't expect to lay hands on the sick and see, you know, signs and wonders, healings and miracles if you question if healing is for today or if you question, oh, maybe God does it when he feels like it. But when you know... There's a confidence. That, that you know, it's God's will to heal and you've got a confidence, you, the gifts of healing can start flowing, the working of miracles. Hallelujah. And you start seeing breakthrough. So, you know, like you were saying, it's like, you can be warfaring, but not have those right foundations. So then you're not seeing the results and you're not getting those breakthroughs. And then you're not seeing the supernatural. That's good. But once your foundations are correct, which I believe even today, and you know, as you're, you know, even being mentored through these live streams and the church and all the teaching and the preaching, you are going to begin to have your mind renewed to understanding what it is that Jesus died to give us and your inheritance as a new creation. And then you will start warfaring effectively. Amen. 
Absolutely. That's powerful. Mm. That's powerful. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. So if you've got your Bibles, turn with me right now to the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. I'll give you a moment to get that. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 7. Now, I personally love the second letter of Timothy because myself and Pastor Tanya just a few weeks back were actually in Rome in the prison where Paul was imprisoned writing this exact letter to Timothy before he was beheaded. This was his final letter before he actually was beheaded. So, I mean, standing in that prison, you could really sense the presence of God. You could just sense such an awe and wonder of what these great men of God that have been before us, have been through, conquered, accomplished, and yeah, it was just deep. So yeah, so just remember that he's writing this from a prison, and he's writing it to encourage Timothy. But I believe that this word isn't just for Timothy, it's for the church of 2023, and we are in need of what Paul was releasing through this second letter to Timothy. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 and it says this it says God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power of love and of a sound mind I'm going to declare that again God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power of love and have a sound mind. See, the first thing I want you to understand, God does not give out demons of fear. I want you to catch this. God does not put that spiritual fear upon you. Now, let me just touch on this. I mean, there's a difference between the spirit of fear and the fear of God. The fear of God is actually a good thing. The fear of God isn't a scary, terrified feeling towards God. The fear of God is a reverential fear towards God. It's a fear that carries such a high level of honor towards God. That's the fear of God. And everyone needs the fear of God. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says the beginning of wisdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So that's the fear of God. But the spirit of fear is different. The spirit of fear is a demonic spirit. And this scripture, the first point I want you to catch, it says God has not given you this spirit. So if you are under oppression towards the demon of fear, or if you are under the oppression of the spirit of fear, I want you to understand it is not sent by God. First things first, 101. God has not given us the spirit of fear. And then we can also branch off that and say, God has not given you anxiety. God has not given you depression. God has not given you schizophrenia. God has not given you 
these negative impacts that may be happening in your mental health, it's not coming from God. Because God has not given you the spirit of fear. You may say, why am I connecting depression, anxiety, schizophrenia to the spirit of fear? Because I have found this spirit of fear actually caused such damage into many people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. And as Christians... It robs them of their power. It robs them of their confidence. Mm. And as you're just sharing, I'm um, just looking through uh, Matthew 10. Okay. And um, Jesus was speaking about persecution. So it's along the lines of like, even with what Paul is saying that, you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, you know, with regards to preaching the gospel and doing what God's calling you to do. And, um, you know, Jesus spoke about fear. He says, therefore, do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed and hidden that will be not um, that will not be known. So, you know, Jesus was talking about persecution. Um, but, you know, and then Jesus actually goes on like what you were saying to actually he talks about the fear of God, that as a Christian, there's nothing we should fear apart from the fear of God. And as you said, it's not that fear where we are scared, but it's that reverential fear. So. The word fear um, is the Greek word is actually phobia, which is where you would then get that word phobia. phobia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm just reading it from the Strong's Concordance. Phobia is defined as a panic that grips a person. So anytime wow. you fear something that grips you with panic, if you're ever gripped by panic, you know that that's associated to fear. And then you can know that this isn't of God because God's word says God has not given me the spirit of fear. Absolutely. Um, and it causes him to run away. Wow. So often the devil will try and put fear on you because he wants to stop you and he wants to make you run away when really we're not called to run away. We're called to run toward. A lot of people, for example, would want to run away from the thought of persecution. Now, I'm not saying you have to just, you know, mindlessly, you know, um, without wisdom, just recklessly run towards it when it's not necessary. Uh, but if it was to come to them, I'm just using that as a obviously big, out there scenario um but we shouldn't be running so phobia is defined as a panic that grips a person causing him to run away to be alarmed scared frightened dismayed filled with dread wow. intimidated remember that's the mm. devil this is how you know his tactics he will try and intimidate you he'll try and make you cower and again all this to try and get you to stop all of this to try and get you to run away um, anything that makes you dismayed, filled with dread, intimidated, anxious. We were talking about this last week. No. See that? So for all those people, and I say this respectfully, but they try and say, yeah, anxiety, it's just part of me. And it's just, you know, it's it, it's normal. I was having a conversation with someone about this <laughs> last week, funnily enough. Um, but it's not. And I had to tell them quite frankly that this is actually an epidemic with our young people because... I was speaking with someone and their young person who's, I, I say young, nearly 17, 18, um, refused to speak on the phone. And I said, well, that's actually very disrespectful. I said, you know, they should be speaking on the phone. I said, oh, but they've got anxiety. That's just the way they are. 
And it's like, no, we can't accept this. That the root cause of that is fear and it's a phobia. And that phobia, you know, those phobes, those fears come from the pit of hell. These are spiritual matters that need to be dealt with. We can't just tolerate them and come medicate them. That's what they're doing. But oh, you'll you'll come let on. your kid speak to strangers on all these social media sites and come think on. they've got all these friends that then tell them all this stuff about their identity that's not even true. Hallelujah. Like I'm addressing some spirit right now. Come on now. Anyways, I'm not going to get off topic. Um, but yeah, um, anxious. So a lot of anxiety. So whenever you feel that, you know that, that where that's coming from. And then here it says, Jesus is urging his followers not to have a phobia. So fear of men which is destructive, but to have a reverential awe or fear of God, which wow. is constructive. So fear of man is destructive, but the fear of God is constructive. constructive. Hallelujah. Proverbs 29, 25 addresses the fear syndrome. And it says the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be I have so many <laughs> annotations on my Bible. The Lord shall be secure. And then it also says, then it goes on to say, 1 John 4, 18, perfect love casts out fear. fear. Being filled with God's spirit will cause you to become fearless as Hallelujah. we read in 2 Timothy 1, 7. So fear is not of God. Fear has its roots Amen. and its origins in the demonic, in the occult. A Christian is not called to fear. There's a lot of stuff we tell you that as a Christian you shouldn't have. But it's true. When you know his word, you know his will, it makes you bold. Amen. And when you know that fear actually comes from the devil, you can learn to reject it, to renounce it. And then it makes you bold bold it makes you fearless get ready because tonight we are coming against this spirit of fear this demon of fear some of you are struggling with insomnia and i want to let you know it's not your portion some of you have been struggling with anxiety and i want to let you know it's not your portion some of you have been struggling with schizophrenia i want to let you know it's not your portion some of you have been struggling with depression and I want to let you know that it is not your portion. And the root of that attack, the root of those symptoms, the root of those manifestations is a spirit of fear. And today we're going to come against that spirit of fearless. And some of you are going to get healed as a result of this message. Amen. Some of you are going to get totally set free from that demonic oppression as a result of this message. So we want to encourage you as you are watching right now, open up your heart and get ready to receive from God. Hallelujah. As you were talking there about Christians and how as Christians, we aren't supposed to fear. We're not supposed to run away. When we see the armor of God, you have the helmet of salvation. You have the breastplate of righteousness. You have the belt of truth, right? You gird up your loins. You have your feet shod on the gospel of peace. You have the shield of faith in one hand, which extinguishes all the fiery darts of the wicked one. You have the sword of the spirit in your other hand, which is the word of God. So faith is the shield and that extinguishes 
the fiery dart, so it's a defense mechanism. And the offense is the sword, which mm-hmm. is the word of God. And that's why you got to know your word, because the word is more than a history book or theological Come book. On. It is a spiritual sword. Yeah. That's why when Jesus was tempted by the devil, he had to say, it is written. It is written. It is written. You know, one thing I find profound about the armor of God is there is no protection for your back. Why is that? Because a Christian is never meant to turn around and run away from the devil, but you are meant to step towards that devil and with the sword of the spirit, take the head off of that demon. Are you listening to me? Come on. There is no armor for your back because the Christian was never meant to run away, but the Christian was meant to run towards. For too long, the Christian has been on the defense. I believe God is calling Christians to be on the offense. As a matter of fact, for too long, believers have been the ones that have been backed up in a corner because they don't know their true identity in Christ. Satan has been defeated. He's been stripped of his power through the blood, the cross, the resurrection, and because Because you are resting within that victory. Now, when you are stepping forward in faith, Satan is the one backed up in a corner. Imagine living your life like that every day, where Satan is no longer this big lion trying to seek you and trying to devour you. No, he's a little mouse under your feet. He might have a microphone from time to time, but we are stripping him of his power, even live on air tonight. Come on, if you agree with me, say amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So there is no armor for your back. As a Christian, your mandate, your mission is to not step back, but to step forward. I'm reminded of David who killed Goliath, running toward that giant, declaring, today I'm going to take your head off. He spoke it first in faith. Stepped forth, took the head of the giant off off of his shoulders, and he conquered the uncircumcised Philistine. What a victory. How much more you washed in the blood of Christ? How much more you filled with the Holy Ghost? How much more you as a new covenant Christian? Come on. How much more you that now carries the name of Jesus? How much more you now someone who has victory over the devil living life after the cross? after the resurrection, after being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Glory be to God. That's it. And living knowing that the devil has no power. Amen. The only power and authority the devil has in your life is the power that you give him. That's good. You need to know that he is a defeated foe. Now, let's talk practically for a moment. If you have had open doors in your life and you've been in sin, um, you need to just repent. It's as simple as that. If you're born again, uh, you know, obviously we're mainly speaking with Christians on here. If you're not saved, you know, we want to lead you to the Lord. We want to give an opportunity to get saved. Um, But I know the majority of people are watching are Christians. So the only power that the devil has in your life is the power that you give him. If you've been in sin, if you've mm. messed up, you need to just repent. Yeah, yeah. Repent, reject and renounce. Close the door to those spirits that you've opened up to. And then you take back the keys 
that you gave back over to him because th th when Jesus died on the cross, he gave those keys of authority, power and dominion to us. But then yes. sometimes through ignorance and just through pure rebellion, because obviously the, the nature of man is sin, which is rooted in rebellion, mm -hmm. selfishness, pride and self, is that we can often give keys back to the devil in our lives. So there may be some areas that you are free in, but then there's some areas you're not. And it's those areas you've got to take back those keys Come on in now. your life. So because some people, they say, oh, yeah, but I am still struggling, you know, and you don't need to. This is the thing. We're not saying like, oh, yeah, it's OK that, you know, I, I, I personally live quite a blessed life. Yes, there's things that happen every now and then. Um, you know, we live in a fallen world. But generally, if you're living right, you know, and you're under the blood, you're walking in, you know, the divine will of God for your life, your life is blessed. Yeah, um, obviously, there are, you know, levels like we do go through warfare. But then when we go through it, we know how to warfare. So it's so important that, you know, you don't give any room to the devil in your life. Hallelujah. You need to, and, you know, we yes we believe in the grace of god you know that we're covered by his blood and that you know we're irrevocably saved but that doesn't mean that then we just live however we want this is a Amen. gift it's the gift of salvation Absolutely. and because it's so precious it's good i'm not going to abuse mm. this beautiful gift of salvation Absolutely. that jesus died to give me and i'll tell you why if I then start living however I want, sinning, oh, I've got a ticket to heaven, what I'm doing to my precious Lord and Savior who hung upon that cross, he was naked, they plucked the very hairs out of his beard, they spat on him, they put a crown of thorns on him. Every time that I am disobedient, I rebel against him and I don't do what I'm supposed to do. Do you know what I'm really doing? It's like I'm slapping him on the face. It's like you can see him on the cross and I'm just slapping him in the face and I'm just abusing it. But when I choose to do what's right, I'm showing the honor and the reverence that I have towards Jesus for what he did at the cross. That it's my life of sacrifice is to say, thank you, Jesus. I acknowledge what you did on the cross for Amen. me and I thank you. And that's showing my gratitude. And then I'm not taking for granted the beauty of the sufferings that Jesus died on the cross. Like, Why would we want to abuse that? Why Absolutely. would you live as if it never happened? And you can live the opposite in giving God glory. Giving him your best. Absolutely. Where with the sufferings he went through, the hanging on the cross, the resurrection, if you walk in faith and catch this revelation on identity, what you are actually saying is, Thank you, God, for what you did for me. Lord, I appreciate it. And I'm not just gonna I'm not just gonna say thank you for the cross, but I'm gonna say thank you for that which the cross has accomplished for me. Thank you for that which has been inherited into my hands through the cross. And now I'm gonna walk in that inheritance. I'm gonna walk in that favor. I'm gonna walk in that authority. I'm gonna walk in that dominion. That's the biggest 
thankful heart you can show to God when you are actually walking in what he paid a heavy price for you to walk in. Come on. I feel the presence of God so strong right now. And then you're giving you're giving the act the, the gratitude wow. to the Lord, but That's then good. you're giving the biggest slap in the devil's Come face on. of like ha ha boom. Because he would love nothing more for you to be stuck, you know, in that pit of sin of, yeah. you know, pornography, lust, despondency, addiction, lies, aggression, yeah. perversion, lustful, all of that, you know, ickiness of sin, pride, you know, e- enviness, bitterness, jealousy. But when you walk in the fullness of what Jesus has died for you, you're making a mockery of the devil Very good. because he tried he thought he had you and it's so powerful and i love it there is power in the name of jesus there is power in Hallelujah. the blood of jesus whatever you face whatever you know there may be generational curses there may be tendencies that you know uh, you know i'm speaking to women right now there may be tendencies your mum had and you can start seeing them creep in on you i want to let you know there's power in the name of jesus there's power in the blood of jesus so those tendencies don't need to be your tendencies Amen. you can get so filled with the spirit of God, with the word of God, that your tendencies can become his tendencies. Your words can become his words. I feel the presence of God so strong. You know, I don't know what generational curses you've been facing. I don't know. I'm going to speak to the men right now. Maybe your dad, the way that he was, maybe he had anger problems. Maybe he was just rude. Maybe he was a very despondent father. And you can see that. I feel this so strong right now. And maybe you feel that you're seeing those things creep in and you feel like I'm becoming just like my father. I break that right now in the name of Jesus. Because you know what? The devil is a liar. Yes, you're becoming like your father. You're becoming more like your heavenly father (laughs) in the name of Jesus. Come on. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power through the finished work of the cross. And all you need to do is, is step into it. Tap into everything that he has you the resources that are available through the word of God and the authority that you have those are lies they are lies that are formed in your mind and your mindset and you need to say no come on some of you need to get brave and you need to say no when that thought comes in or maybe you do something and you see oh you know I'm turning just like that or you you see something that you just know isn't whom God is calling you to be you stop in your track and you say, no, Father, I thank you, Lord. You've called me to be a mighty woman of God. You've called me to be a mighty man of God. I'm going to be a great mom. I'm going to be a great dad. I'm going to be, you know, the best husband that I can be. I'm going to be the best wife that I can be. I'm not going to be like my family. I'm not going to be like my circumstance. I'm not going to be like my situation, you know, and this is warfare is when you take authority from a, the right foundation of knowing that I have the authority to break this. I break every generational curse right now in Jesus name. And listen, take the good. I'm not saying your family's bad. Take the good bits, but say, I reject the bad. And it's these things, when you know your authority and you know you're right, as a child of God, you can begin to, you know, change 
your circumstances, change your life and kick the devil out in any area that he's been trying to take authority from you. Absolutely. Come on. Amen. That's powerful. Mm. And I know I started off speaking about the spirit of fear, but today... Listen, if we've got to hit two or three birds of one stone, we'll do that. <laughs> if the orphan spirit is going to get it, then the orphan spirit's going to get it. If the spirit of fear is going to get it, that demon's getting cast out as well. If there's any other demon, listen. Hallelujah. Listen. All of them can get out in Jesus' name. All of them can have an eviction notice. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Come on. Because that's a powerful word. I believe it. I really do. I, I believe it. Absolutely. Powerful. Yeah. Glory to God. And, you know, and I feel like we can even maybe do a part two for the next episode. I don't know. <laughs> we just flow however the spirit flows. But I think it's such a powerful word that we've shared today of, you Amen. know, it, it's just... This is spiritual warfare and we can go deeper on it. Absolutely. Well, I think we should pray. Yeah. I think we should pray. I think we should just go after this thing. Yeah. The spirit of fear, the orphan spirit. Let's just come against it and take people through some renunciations tonight. That would be good. I feel that. Mm. Hallelujah. You want to lead? Yeah. Glory be to God. Glory. Just oh, position yourself. Thank you. Yeah, you know what? Let's just give you a couple of seconds. Position yourself. If you've got stuff going on, maybe you need to go into a private room. Um, maybe you just need to shut the door. Whatever it is, just quickly. I, I, I just feel the anointing really strong right now. Position your heart. Before we pray, I want to share a story. There was a lady I prayed for once upon a time and this lady was suffering with severe anxiety and this lady was just like you know I need prayer I need prayer I need prayer and as I began praying for her the spiritual gift called the discerning of spirits came upon me and I discerned and actually saw a picture of the spirit of fear wow. and this spirit of fear was a scared spirit a timid spirit the spirit of fear was actually nervous, trembling and shaking itself. Mm. What it would do, it would try to get near a woman and this woman and make her nervous, trembling and sad. The spirit of fear is a scared spirit. The spirit of fear is a nervous spirit. As this lady who was suffering with severe anxiety came and she wanted prayer and the discerning of spirits came upon me and I saw a picture of the spirit of fear, the demon of fear. And I saw that demon of fear and I was like, wow. I didn't say wow because there was anything nice about it, but I said wow because it looked like a weak spirit. It looked like a scared spirit. The spirit of fear is a scared spirit itself. I mean, that demon looked so malnourished, skinny and weak. It seemed like all I needed to do is say boo in the name of Jesus and the thing would fall to the ground. And as I prayed for that lady, the discerning of spirits showed me what it is behind the scenes that's causing her agony, anxiety, depression. And I cast that thing out and in minutes she was totally set free. In minutes. 
I say that to say this, deliverance doesn't need to be hours long where the preacher is spitting and sweating and the other person's doing backflips. Like sometimes that might happen. But when you are developed in the realm of the spirit, when you are walking in your God-given authority, there are times that deliverance and that demon will get cast out quick time. Come on, if you're listening to me, say amen. And I believe that this testimony is to encourage someone else because tonight is your night of being set free from anxiety, depression, panic attacks, insomnia, schizophrenia, even suicidal thoughts, and whatever else that this spirit of fear is causing you in your life. We say from today... An eviction notice is released towards the spirit of fear. From today, a restraining order is released towards the spirit of fear. So let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Come on. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we break the power of depression, of schizophrenia, of anxiety, of insomnia, we come against that tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And by the power in the blood of Christ, by the power in the resurrection, by the power invested in the name of Jesus, we command every spirit of fear that is oppressing, attacking the children of God that are on air tonight. You demon of fear, we address you directly and we say, loose your hold. Mm. Come out. Come on. Come out. Come on. We break your power. We break your power. We sever your tie. We sever your tie. In the name of now Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Of we declare freedom. Who the sun sets free is free, free indeed. indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sensed that. I sensed that release Freedom, taking place right, right now. Freedom in Jesus' name. Yes. I want you to declare after me right now. Just say this. Say, by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. Say it louder. Say, by the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus. By the cross of Calvary. By the cross of Calvary. By the victorious resurrection. By the victorious resurrection. By the power in the name of Jesus. By the power in the name of Jesus. By the fire of the Holy Ghost. By the fire of the Holy Ghost. I reject. I reject. I renounce. I renounce. Any connection that I have. Any connection that I have. To the spirit of fear. To the spirit of fear. Any door that I have opened up. Any door that I have opened up. Knowingly or unknowingly. Knowingly or unknowingly. Intentionally or unintentionally. Intentionally or unintentionally. I reject and renounce. I reject and renounce. That demon of fear. That demon of fear. Right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I reject and renounce. I reject and renounce. What that demon tries to bring. What that demon tries to bring. I renounce depression. I renounce depression. I renounce schizophrenia. I renounce schizophrenia. I renounce insomnia. I renounce insomnia. I renounce suicidal thoughts. I renounce suicidal thoughts. I renounce any spirit of confusion. I renounce any spirit of confusion. 
From this moment. From this moment. I declare. I declare. I am free. I am free. Who the sun sets free. The sun sets free. Is free indeed. Is free indeed. I am washed in the blood of Jesus. I am washed in the blood of Jesus. I am filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation in Christ. The Jesus. old has gone. The old has gone. The new has come. The new has come. I am born again. I am born again. I am the offspring of God. I am the offspring of God. Christ lives in me the hope of glory. Christ lives in me the hope of glory. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Lives in me. Lives in me. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Oh, I feel a release right now. Wow, wow, wow. Freedom, 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 freedom. Today is your day of freedom. Receive your deliverance, receive your healing. And now we've ministered the word, we've prayed. Now you've got to take it by faith. Amen. You take it, you receive it. Be fully convinced of it. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Well, what a joy and honor it has been to be with you all today. I want to hear the testimonies. If you have been set free, if you have been healed, if you have been delivered, you better write to us. We need to glorify the Lord. If you're part of Pragma Church, you might have to get up on that stage and share that testimony. Oh. We want to hear about it. Amen. Contact the ministry. Let us know what the Lord is doing because we know he is doing incredible things because we are seeing him move everywhere. TVs, on the streets, on the Revival services, in tents, in churches, wherever. God is moving in this generation. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, what a joy and an honor it has been to be on with you all tonight. And we are so happy for those that are walking in freedom. And we also do wish to say we have a number of exciting things coming up. We've got the Tent Revival taking place. Register, book your ticket at tentrevival.co.uk. We've got some incredible guest speakers. Mike Signorelli, Ben Fitzgerald, Jenny Weaver, James Aladdin, John Edwards, myself, Pastor Tanya. So much more will be happening at the Tent Revival. You do not want to miss it. Register at tentrevival.co.uk. We also have the Trafalgar Square outreach taking place on June the 3rd. That's taking place at Trafalgar Square. 12 p.m. we'll be setting up. 1 p.m. we'll be starting the mission. You do not want to miss that outreach. We're also touring around various other places. So do get involved. If you can't get involved, pray for us. And some of you might want to go one step further. I want to encourage you to stand with us even in your giving. If you wish to support us in the ministry, if you wish to give tonight, if you wish to sow a seed into Walking Like Jesus Ministries, then we would so appreciate that. As we go forth to preach and spread the gospel, you know, we honestly appreciate all those who partner with us, all those who give. The details are on the screen right now. You can Give by heading over to www.walkinglikejesus.org slash giving. That's www.walkinglikejesus.org slash giving. When you head over to that website, there's various ways for you to give. There's the UK giving form, the international giving, 
The UK bank details are there. The international bank details are there. You can give via PayPal. You can send a check. There are so many ways that you can give and you can actually invest into the kingdom. Invest into the gospel. Hallelujah. Because it is an investment. Hallelujah. And you will reap a great reward off that investment because God sees where you are putting your treasure. And that where where your heart is, that is where your treasure is. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So thank you for all those that are giving tonight. We appreciate you. We love you. We are currently traveling and we're everywhere. God is good. Finland, Spain, various other places. So we so appreciate your support. Hallelujah. Well, what a joy and honor it has been to be on with everyone tonight. It's been a great, great broadcast. And I'm so excited for all that God has done that which he is doing, and that which he is going to do. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you all, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday at church or next Wednesday on another live conversation. God bless you. We'll see you soon. Amen. Good night. God cannot stand a mixture. Either you're living in the light or you're dwelling in the darkness. Either you're a child of God or your daddy is the devil. There is no middle ground. Religion doesn't change anyone, Jesus changes. Religion doesn't heal anyone, Jesus is the healer. To this day, I have the evidence of the hand of God in my throat. Come on, come and receive your deliverance. Repent and renounce and worship the Lord in this place. Hallelujah. Just receive that joy. But the scripture says there's a joy unspeakable. <laughs> I was seeing just blur up here. And then I came out for prayer. And then I can see everybody. I can see you all down there clearly. <laughs> I was addicted to cocaine and um, cigarettes, alcohol. I came here hungover to this tent revival. And the enemy was trying to say, you can't go. I was, had condemnation bad. And I was saying, Lord, please, like, I need to just get out. And I came here, second night deliverance broke out. I was set free from addiction, anger, lust. All these things, wow. they're gone, so. Hallelujah. Yeah, so we've got the there. cigarettes Hallelujah. and the lighter. Amen. Amen. I had a bladder problem. When I was paying, I felt all of this. I've not had a bladder problem since. Wow. So I'm here tonight to declare that Jesus has restored my right eye, that I couldn't see anything out of it, and now I'm seeing the lights over there. Oh, come on! Give Jesus a shot! Honestly, I couldn't do that. I couldn't even... When I'm going up my stairs, I have to hold onto the railings, because it was so painful. Do what you couldn't do before. Show me. Show these sceptics. Come on! She couldn't walk she like that. On a crutch. And she couldn't walk at all, she had pain in both legs. Just how long were you suffering from this? Over 20 years. Over 20 years! Over 20 years! <laughs>
opening. Normally that's a open. And look. And you couldn't do that before? I couldn't do that before for five years. Diagnosed with lumbar stenosis and fasciitis all over my legs. And I, I couldn't run for five years. I want you to walk down those steps and I want you to run across this field right now. God is looking for a people who are willing to lay it down. That whatever it is, Lord, that my life is not my own, Lord. I, I want all of you, Lord. I only want what you have for me. We need to get into a place where we're so hungry for God, where there is no plan B, there is no plan C. It's like, God, I'm either in all with you or it's nothing else. I want to see the Lord. Let the train of your own build this temple, God. Let the train of your own build this temple, God. Because you are holy. I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth. Something's in the heart and you've never felt it before. Something's in your heart and you've never felt it before. Some of you may not be used to atmospheres like this because all you've had is religion and church services that are spiritually dead. But it's in atmospheres like this that God moves, His Spirit touches lives. And it's time for us to get used to it. see an end time harvest of souls in this nation we're not here to promote religion we're not here to promote some social club we're here to lift up Jesus Jesus still heals Jesus still saves and Jesus still changes lives Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been a joy to bring you the Word of God in the comfort of your home. Why don't you comment below, click like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell so you can be made aware of future content. Thank you for joining us today.